Well, we're trusting that you've been experiencing the power of God's presence in our time of worship here today. That's really our prayer. That's our desire for you, that you just experience Him in a real way every time we gather together. But today I want to talk to you about that, that idea. I talk to you about the actual presence of God. And I'm curious, just wondering, how many of you believe you have felt the presence of God at some point in your life? Put up your hand. Um, you can comment in the chat area. But how, have you ever felt, have you ever believed that you have felt the presence of God at some point in your life? Let me take that a step further, that question. Here's another one for you. How many would say that you felt the presence of God today? Like today. Like how many of you would say, I have felt the presence of God during our time of worship? Here's a follow-up to that question. If you've said yes or you've said no or anything like that. My follow-up question is this. How do you know? How do you know that what you were just feeling or experiencing was actually the presence of God? How do you know? Like, did you get a, a tingly feeling? Were you overwhelmed with emotion? That maybe you just cried in the presence of God? Did you feel maybe an unusual, like, heavenly peace, even though your life right now may be chaotic and anything but peaceful? But, but in the presence of God, you felt at peace. Is that how you knew you're in the presence of God? Because God's presence can, yes, give you a tingly feeling, but so can your spouse when they walk into a room. God's presence, yes, can make you cry, but you know what? So can a really touching YouTube video. Yes, God's presence is incredibly peaceful, but some would say, so is a nice bubble bath. So how do you know? How do you know when you feel the presence of God? Here's yet another follow-up question for you. If you didn't feel the presence of God today during worship, whose fault is that? If you didn't feel God's presence here today during our time of worship, whose fault is that? Is it, God, is it God's fault? Like, was he holding back on you here today? Was it my fault? Was it something I said or something I didn't say? Was it, did I not pick the right song so you could experience God? Or was it your fault? today? Was it your fault? Like, you weren't paying attention, or you weren't ready to experience and feel God's presence. Like, whose fault is it? 
What do you do when you want to feel the presence of God, but you don't feel God? Some people seem to experience him all the time, right? But you may not experience him that often or maybe never at all. If you don't feel him, is he there? Is he real? And we're going to answer those questions here today. More importantly, we're going to allow God's word to answer them for us today. And the question that we're going to be looking at is, and, and the thought and the doubt is when God feels far away. So what do you do if you don't feel the presence of God? And I want to tell you that if you don't always feel the presence of God, you're not alone, to be honest. You're not. If you draw near to him and don't always have or experience or feel the supernatural moment, you're not alone at all. And you can hear the pain in the psalmist when he says this in Psalm 88. And this is going to be the main passage that's going to bring us forward into this discussion today. And this is what the psalmist says says in Psalm 88, verses 13 and 14, he says this, But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? God, I'm doing everything you want me to do. Why can't I feel your presence? If you've ever felt like that, You're not alone. David in the Old Testament, the one who often says, I did experience God, is the exact same one who also said, I was running for my life, for my enemies, God, and I can't find you anywhere. Have you forgotten about me, God? Do you hear the cries of my heart? The Apostle Paul said, I just want to preach. This is what I want to do. I just want to preach. And he finds himself wondering for three years and suffering in obscurity for 14 years, building tents, thinking probably in the process, I thought we were going to reach the world, God. And here I am just working another normal day, building these tents, not seeing any lives being changed. If you've ever wondered why you don't always feel the presence of God, I'm telling you here today, you are not alone. And what I want to do today is though I can't fully answer every question, I do want to give you some possible scriptural reasons why we don't always feel the presence of God. And we're going to look at three different reasons today of why we don't always feel God. Are you ready? Okay, reason number one. Maybe you're over-sensationalizing God's presence. Maybe that's a reason for you. You are over-sensationalizing God's presence. Like you're looking and you're only, always and only looking for something supernatural, awe-inspiring. When the presence of God can, can be that, yes, But it's not always that. In John 6, Jesus 
it was explaining, and the context is that some people, they always must see and want a sign. They want something big, and he talks about that. In John 6.30, Jesus says, What sign, then, will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Essentially, what they're saying is like, so what are you going to do, Jesus? What are you going to do to impress us here today? What are you going to do to prove your divinity to us? Give us a sign. Give us a show. And to be honest, a lot of us, we crave that. We have that mentality, right? I know I do. You know, we say, God, do this. Or show me this and I'll serve you forever, right? How many of you prayed that prayer? You know, like, I, I want to feel something. I want to see something awe-inspiring and big. And if you do that, you do this sign, God, then I'll know you're real. We've all had, we've probably all spoken those prayers of negotiation. If you, you know, it's like there's a, a spoon on the table and say, God, if you move that spoon, then I'll serve you forever in, in the mission field in Africa. And spoon didn't move, so obviously God isn't here. And a lot of us crave that idea, right? I'll tell you transparently about some of my most intimate moments in my Christian faith where I didn't feel the presence of God, where I was expecting it, I was wanting it, I was desiring it, and didn't feel it. One of those times was my baptism. It was at my baptism. You know, I want, I've heard so many testimonies of just how they felt the overwhelming, overflowing rush of the Spirit come upon them as they were standing in that water and as they would go down underneath the water and then come back up and, you know, like the, the heavens parted and there was like a dove coming down, right? We've heard people experiencing just that intimacy of God in their baptism. I was wanted to experience the power of God in that. Here's what I felt. Nothing. I felt nothing at all, except for maybe being wet and a little bit cold because we were outside doing it in a river. My baptism, right? The declaration and proclamation of what God has done inside of me, proclaiming my faith with an outward expression. My baptism, right? Understanding of God's, of walking with God in his death, burial, and resurrection. And I felt absolutely nothing. I don't know if most of the people there were actually paying attention. I felt nothing. Another surprisingly one, again, I was expecting God to show up in a mighty, powerful way, was my ordination. Some of you were there for that. I was expecting to feel the power of the Spirit just fill me. 
through that, that service. I was expecting the Spirit of God to fill me as people, as pastors and leaders placed their hands on me and prayed over me. I felt nothing holy, nothing righteous or spiritual whatsoever at my ordination. And so if you wonder, what's wrong with you? There's a lot wrong with me. We don't have the time here today to dive into that. But you might be thinking, if you don't feel God's presence in some of these big moments, you might think, what's wrong with me? Why don't I feel the presence of God in my life? And I came here today to tell someone this, that feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. Let me say that again. Your feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. If you always felt God, the reality is you wouldn't need faith, right? You don't trust everything your feelings tell you, right? Feelings aren't the only evidence of God. For example, my job as a pastor is about as holy you can get, right? Like, meaning being a pastor, you know, my job, what is it about? It's about God. It's about Jesus. It's about the Holy Spirit, right? Like, and things like that. You can't get any more holier than that, right? And I can count maybe on one, maybe one hand, the supernatural experiences of God that's left me awestruck. Probably less than one hand. Most of the time, most of the time, it's just an ordinary day for me, right? Maybe if you don't feel like you're experiencing the presence of God, maybe you're over-sensationalizing it, you're demanding, you're only looking for some sort of sign or something big or, or, or something like that. Maybe you're looking for a sign when Jesus already displayed his love for you in a major, massive sign on the cross. So maybe you're over-sensationalizing God's presence. And maybe that's why you're not experiencing it the way you desire to experience it. Another possible reason you might not be experiencing God's presence is this. Maybe your heart has hardened. That's a big one. So far, remember I said, whose fault is it? If you didn't feel the presence of God today, so far these first two reasons, it's on us. It's either we're over-sensationalizing it or We've allowed our hearts to become hard. Maybe your heart has grown cold towards the things of God. I want you to hear the words of Jesus in Matthew 13, verses 14 and 15. This is what he says. He says, you will never, you will, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Why don't you always experience the presence of God? Maybe you're a Christian here today, but you've, never, you've allowed your heart to harden. 
It could be that someone did something to you. They hurt you. And you closed off your heart toward people and or God. Maybe you had a disappointment at some point in your life and thought, man, I can't really trust God at all. Perhaps I would say based on my study of Scripture, most likely the number one cause of a hard heart is what I would call ongoing sin. It's ongoing sin. It's when you, ju- it's when you just allow a sin, something that is displeasing to God and allow it to rule and reign in your heart and you're not confessing it at all. You're not doing war against it. You've allowed it to take up residency in your life and you haven't kicked it out. You haven't evicted it. You're just kind of accepting that sin and your heart, because of that, it starts to grow hard. I'll explain it like this on what it looks like for someone's heart to become hard. So imagine this. It's freezing cold outside. And I know you don't want to be thinking that because it's like we're in June. I don't want to think about cold temperatures. Just stick with me. It's freezing outside. Right? It's really, really cold. So what do you do? You bundle up before you go outside, right? You put on your thickest coat and gloves that you can find. You put on that long underwear. You put on a hat. You put on a scarf. You put on everything you can. So much so that where you start to look like Ralphie's little brother in the movie A Christmas Story, right? If you're covered in all those layers of clothes and you go outside, guess what happens? Do you know what happens? You can't feel the cold. Why? Because you're covered in these layers of clothing that are there to keep you from feeling the cold. And in the exact same way, if you're covered in sin, you can't feel God. Why? Because your sin separates you from God. So I would say super respectfully, in the same way I would even say it to myself. If you don't really feel like you're experiencing the presence of God in your life, I would ask you this question. Is there a sin that you've just gotten completely comfortable with in your life? Is there a sin that you have become comfortable with in your life? You've made friends with it. You've rationalized it. And I think we, we have a culture here that, have, that we have it, and, and we've just, we just make friends with being entertained by sin in our world. And we wonder, why don't I feel the presence of God? In the same way, if you're covered in clothes, you, will, you may not feel the cold. Perhaps if you're covered in sin that you're not dealing with before God, maybe that's why you can't feel the presence of God. Or it could be the flip side of that. You know, remember when you became a new Christian and your mentality at that time was, I'm going to stop all the big sins, right? And maybe some of you are still there decades later. But in the process, what might happen, and sometimes happens is, you might just, maybe you got obsessed with Bible study and prayer 
and fasting and attending church as many times as you're allowed to. Um, you only listen to Christian radio. You only wear Christian t-shirts and you have the Christian bumper stickers all over your car. And before long, in the middle of all your religious activities, you weren't really experiencing the presence of God. It wasn't that there was sin blocking that presence or being covered in sin, but somehow it became more about the performance than it was about his presence. And suddenly it was more about my religious duties than this genuine devotion to God. Maybe that's why you're not experiencing God. Because it's all about your performance. It's all about your religious duties and not about this genuine devotion to God. Why is it that you may not be experiencing the presence of God? Maybe you're over-sensationalizing it, right? You're looking for a sign, and that's all you're looking for, to experience God's presence. Maybe your heart has been hardened because of this ongoing sin problem that you've become buddies with, that you're not dealing with, that you're not confessing to God with. Or maybe your heart's been hardened because you, all, you, all you worry about is performing your religious duties and it's all about your performance and, and the presence and the devotion of God kind of gets put on the back burner. Or it could be this. Maybe, just maybe, God just wants to draw you closer. In fact, I love what it says in Acts 17. Paul here is preaching in Athens, and he says this in Acts 17, verses 26 and 27. He says this, From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any one of us. Why did God do this? He did it so that we would reach out to him, that we would seek him. Maybe God may let you get to a point in your life where you crave him, where you seek him. And sometimes it's hard, it's those hard times that make you see him even more than in the good times. Have you ever noticed that? How challenges and suffering often produces the best in, your spirit, in, your, in you spiritually. Have you noticed how the opposite, how comfort, ease, and prosperity produces the worst? So what does this hardship do? If you don't feel like you're close to God, hardship draws out the desire to seek God, Right? When you don't feel God's presence, guess what? You want him all the more. You want him. You need him. You crave him. You long for him. You just have this intense desire to want more of him. And here's what's cool about God. Is he wants to be pursued. He wants you to want him. And he gives us this amazing promise in Jeremiah 29. And this is what it says, verses 13 and 14. It says, you will seek me 
and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you. See, when you draw near to him, when you pursue him, when you crave him, when you hunger for him, God loves that. He loves to be pursued. So if you don't feel God, remind yourself. Just because God feels distant doesn't mean God is absent. Just because God may feel distant does not mean that God is absent. Don't believe everything that you feel. Your feelings will fool you. And sometimes you've got to get out of your feelings and activate your faith instead. And you need to believe that, that if I draw near to God, He's actually there. And if you don't feel God, don't walk away. But you step into Him. You pursue more. You long for more in that process. Will you ever feel the supernatural presence of an awe-inspiring, overwhelming God that will drop you to your knees? The answer? Sometimes. There's that possibility, yes. If you continue to pursue Him, there will be times where He will show up and show off and stun you so much that you won't, be, you won't even be able to speak. Goosebumps fill your body. Tingles, tears flat on your face. Yes, occasionally that can happen, yes. Or maybe often in your case, but in my case, I experience them most in the ordinary, everyday, simple moments. Maybe you're having a day. And a friend reaches out to you and says, you know what, God put me on your heart, on my heart. God put you on my heart. There's the presence of God. Or, or you may hear a song, and it was like the Holy Spirit wrote that just for you. Or you're coming to church and you're down, and it takes every bit of faith just to make it. And when you walk in, God meets you exactly where you are. And he says, if you seek him, you will find him. Sometimes you're going to have to get over your feelings and just activate your faith. The faith that he is the God that will never leave you nor forsake you. And when you don't know what to do, he's with you as your guide. When you're hurting, he's, he is with you as your comforter. When you feel alone and don't know where to turn, he is with you as a friend. When you can't sleep, he is with you as a heavenly peace. And when you're, even when you're covered in sin, yes, he's Emmanuel, which means what? God is with me. So if you don't feel God, maybe you're over-sensationalizing his presence. Maybe you're just looking for a big sign, of, you know, uh, looking to be impressed. Maybe your heart has grown hard along the way. Because you have this ongoing sin problem that you're just not dealing with. Or maybe it's the opposite where um, it's all about your performance and your religious duties where the presence of God and a genuine devotion of God is just not there. Maybe God wants to just draw you closer. So what are you going to do? 
you're going to draw near to Him. You're going to call on Him in everyday situations. You're going to call on Him. And the good news is this, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you are facing, no matter what that weight might feel like, no matter how overwhelming the moment might seem, if you seek Him, He promises that if you draw near to Him, His word is true that it says we will find Him. Because when you draw close to God, He also draws close to you. And you may end up being like David, who says this in Psalm 16. He says, I know the Lord is what? Is always with me. And he says, I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Our Heavenly Father, some of us struggle with this, with this experience of you feeling far away or not feeling your presence in our life. Lord, we've looked at some possible implications and reasons why that might be happening. And it's an opportunity for us to do some self-assessment and self-reflection. Am I demanding a sign all the time? Is my heart hard because of a sin problem? Or is it that just God's just drawing me closer and I'm kind, I kind of just walked away? Lord, I pray you just help us with that because we know that you have this desire not just to be felt, but to be pursued and to have this amazing relationship with us. We know that you will always be faithful on your end, but we need to be faithful on our end. So help us with this, Lord. Help us to continue to pursue you even though we might not feel you. I pray that we'll just continue to seek after you, even when you might feel far away. And I pray that in those times, Lord, we will ignore our feelings, get, get away from our feelings, and activate our faith in you. Thank you that you are God that has promised that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Allow us to receive and accept that promise in our life. We pray this in your name.